Good to have you on board here on Follow the Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard. We're live as always, downtown Las Vegas, Circa Sportsbook, Resort and Casino as well. Michael Lombardi on the program coming up in about five minutes. His observations from the uh, NFL schedule show last night. I'll give you this. Um, Seth Walder had this, ESPN. The Patriots are the only team in the league that will face three teams coming off of a bye. Yeah, I saw that one too, yeah. The, uh, the Buccaneers are lane three and a half. That was the opening number last night when they play week four at New England. How long is that standing ovation? It's going to set a record. Mona? Oh, here's the prop that I want. Okay. How long will can they say Brady, Brady, Brady? Can you read my mind on this no, one? Go ahead. Will Brady get booed? What? From anybody. Okay. From any, anybody, like, will, will there be, like, any, like, n- can any cameras catch somebody booing Brady? You know how people act? Ca- oh, Cavaliers God. fans were burning LeBron jerseys. No, just, no, they're, they're, well, they're, they're no I'm sure. saying, I'm saying, give me 50 no, to 1, some bozo yeah. might boo him. Yeah. Not Tommy. Oh, this is going to be Virginia all over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be great. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Gronk coming back, too. Uh, yeah, there you go. Back too. Yep, yep. Yes. And uh, some of the other numbers that came out, week two numbers are pretty much all out across the board. There was a Chiefs game, I thought, that might have been a little bit short. Oh, the rematch. Uh, when they get the Bills, the Chiefs are three and a half. Where's that game? That is, um, hold on, I got it right here. Bills at Chiefs, week uh, five, Sunday night football. Chiefs open three and a half. Really? Okay. Yeah. Is that a bit, I mean, I love the Bills. Shy. They're one of the best teams in football. But Chiefs are laying three and a half? Not so sure about that. Jacksonville's got a four out of five on the road stretch, too. At the Rams, at Tennessee, Houston at home, at the Jets, at the Patriots. They have that, uh, yeah. Mm. And this is a good tweet from uh, Keen at VSIN Live, at Mitch Moss Radio, at Paulie Howard. Quite the sports schedule in New York City, 9-12, the day after 20-year anniversary of the attacks. 1 p.m., Jets-Panthers. Wilson versus Darnold. 4.30 p.m., Broncos-Giants. Both teams played each other on 9-10. I remember that. That was the Monday night game. I was up late that night watching it. My roommate woke me up on 9-11. Do you have any idea what's going on in the world? I said I had no idea. No clue. Uh, Ed McCaffrey broke his leg, I believe, on Monday night football. Out for the year. Okay. For the Broncos. And then Yankee. Are you kidding me? Yankees-Mets play that day? Oh, they got goosebumps. Wow, good observation, Keen. But what do you think overall the schedule show? I like what the NFL Network did. It's very good doing it from uh, SoFi uh-huh. and how they put that together. Uh, but I love the doubleheader on Christmas. Uh, I love the Raiders and Cowboys and Bills and Saints on the back end of Thanksgiving. I, I love the doubleheader Saturday, Week 18. I'm. Um, um, Pleasantly surprised by all the divisional games on Monday Night Football. But again, Sunday Night Football continues to be the nuts. I mean, that schedule delivers every single year with these I mean, It's look, so good. Look at the schedule on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. What tremendous. a yeah. They absolutely get their money's yeah. worth. Yeah, it uh, is tremendous. Michael Lombardi is going to join the show coming up uh, next. If he likes anybody, we'll ask him if he likes anybody in week one. And his likes and dislikes with the overall schedule. 
This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The New York Yankees have won four straight in eight of their last ten. They're a game back of Boston, the American League East Division. Jamison Tyone on the hill for the Yankees, laying $1.35 today at Rich Hill and the Rays, plus $125, eight and a half under the total at Tropicana Field. In the NBA, the Bucks laying eight and a half at the Indiana Pacers. It's the Knicks laying five at home at San Antonio. 2021 NFL season will kick off September the 9th, Thursday night. Tampa Bay laying six and a half at home against Dallas. Total 52. Sunday night football, the Bears plus seven at the Rams. On Monday night, Ravens laying three and a half at the Ravens. The second jewel of the Triple Crown, the Preakness, is coming up on Saturday, and VSIN's horse racing experts have every angle covered. Go to vsin.com slash horses for full race coverage, special offers, and picks from Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Dave Dooley, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plonk. vsin.com slash horses. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vsin odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Boss and Polly Howard. With exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the largest offer of live and play options, Bet River Sportsbook, the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Play sugarhouse.com in Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. You had a good good line the other day because I was talking about how good is next week. Golf major, NBA, NHL playoff start. You go, 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 just go back to the bubble and stuff we had. I mean, we oh, had, the bubble. We had the Masters. We had the NFL going on at the same time. You had, you had the bubble with well, because uh, with other golf majors, what was going on. So, I mean, like, you forget about that. But it's like, okay, it looks great on paper next week. But certainly once we got all the sports to come back at the same time last year in August, we had plenty of runs left. Yeah, well, here was the deal with last August, right? Because we're in the Pacific time zone out here, and we do the show super early, we never really have games on until, I mean, hours after we're done. But last year in August, we had that full month where we get home, grab a coffee. That's right. Okay, here we go with the schedule. Bam, games at 9 o'clock in the morning all day long. (laughs) Yeah. It was incredible. So, uh, Michael Lombardi joins the program now. We'll talk uh, schedule with him from last night's NFL show. Um, for the National Football League, obviously. Michael, good morning today. How, how are you, sir? Good morning to both. I'm doing great. Good morning to both of you. You too, I, sir. I, I know we're like four months out here, but did, did you like anything in week one? Uh, you know, maybe a point spread, maybe a matchup, something that you really liked? Uh, you know, I, I think I would be all over the Chiefs, uh, whatever that line is against the Browns. Andy Reid's really good in openers. Uh, you know, I think the Browns are a good team, but I just think the Chiefs have a lot to prove. I think the first game of the year being in that stadium with fans, um, you know, that to me jumps out to me as, as one of those. And then I think Pittsburgh at Buffalo. I mean, you know, this Pittsburgh team to me is going to have to prove this summer that Ben will hold the football longer. Uh, and throw it down the field. And I'm not sure Pittsburgh's a very good team as Buffalo has improved in the offseason. So, look, there's always going to be a surprise. Like last year, Jacksonville loses. Uh, Jacksonville beats Indianapolis in the opening game and kill a lot of teams, a lot of people's uh, survivor pool. But I never look at the schedule, guys, as an entirety. I think yet from my training in the league, I look at the schedule in a couple ways. What quarterbacks are we playing in consecutive order? For example, mm. 
if you take the Washington football team, you know, this year, and you know, they start the season off and they play, they start the season off, uh, excuse me, the Chargers, they, they start the season off playing on the Washington football team. Then they play Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, and Lamar Jackson. I mean, that's a hard schedule. You get, you get yeah. really hard quarterbacks in consecutive order. Then after the bye week, they end up with New England and Philly, which you're like, if we would have played New England, if New England and Philly get sprinkled into that murderer's row, you feel good about your team. But that's the, what you look at on the schedule is like how many quarterbacks are we facing? Like just write down the quarterbacks that you got to play and then look at them in consecutive order. That's how I look at schedules. Yeah, I thought uh, Sean McVay had a good answer last night because he was on ESPN and they asked him like if he has, because you know, he has such a great memory. They're like, Who's pl- who are you playing in week nine? And he goes, I got to be honest. I know who we're playing in week one. Uh, I asked the guys, where's the bye week? And I said, then how many primetime games and when are they? And he goes, that's all I know about the schedule right now. That's all I really care about. Yeah, and that's all you really care about. I mean, this, it used to be in the old days, right? Uh, the, these agents would tell these coaches to walk into a head coaching interview and have your have your practice schedule completely aligned for the entire season. Well, that's great. That looks good in an interview, but you have no idea who you're playing on October the 30th. Like, how can mm-hmm. you have a practice schedule if you don't know who you're playing? And coaches are looking at the schedule in a couple ways. They want to see if you can play a team that has the same a similar scheme week in and week out. So if you're playing the Raiders on defense, and then the next week you get to play Dallas, that's a pretty good advantage for you. How about any wind Washington t- football? No, I'm sorry, does go ahead. That. So the scheme, the scheme relevance yeah. is really important, and that carries over. How about any win totals that you 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 because you, I know you've been you've been on Denver uh, before, but I was on Denver until this whole thing kind of blew yeah. up with with Aaron Rodgers. You know, I. I I, I think when you when you basically break down the win totals for me, uh, you know, I'm going to get them out here on my computer. You know, I, I think they've done a good job of setting the numbers, but there seems to be some teams that I really feel like, like I don't see where Jacksonville gets to seven wins yeah. at six and a half. Yeah. You know, I, I don't I don't know if they're going to gain that much improvement. I don't think San Francisco at ten and a half at eleven is the right call, especially if they have any injuries or concern about their quarterback. I like the Colts over ten. I love the Chiefs over 12. Like, tell me five teams are going to beat the Chiefs this year. Yeah, I could see that, too. You're right. How, how, do, you, how do you handicap the NFC East? What are the Eagles and Giants going to be like? And can you really – I mean, Washington's sitting there eight. I'm with Mitch. I like Washington over eight. I love Washington over eight as well. But, you know, like Thomas Gable at the Borgata was talking about how much liability he's mm-hmm. building up on the Giants in terms of playoffs and Super Bowl predictions back here. I mean, people actually think the Giants are, are a good team, and I think a lot of people are going to bet them on the over on seven. I don't mm-hmm. see it. I don't have any confidence in Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. But I think the NFC East is Washington's division. I mean, look, everybody's got Dallas ahead of them, and Dallas is always a nice story on paper. But Dallas never ends up being a nice story on the field. I mean, are we sure? that they've turned the corner defensively. Dan Quinn, the last time we checked on him in Atlanta, his defense wasn't playing well until Raheem Morris took over. Right? Yeah. So, like, are we sure they're going to be good on defense? Are we sure they're going to be able to adapt to the scheme that they're going to run? And are they going to be able to cover? I'm not I'm not sold. And how good are there, are there, is their offensive line? I mean, Terrence Ter- Ter- Smith, he's got to play 16, 17 games. He's got to play 17 games or else that left tackle is going to be a huge concern. Uh, one weird thing I thought with the football team schedule, Michael, I-, I can't recall ever seeing this in the NFL. They finish with five consecutive divisional games. They go Cowboys at Eagles, at Cowboys, Eagles, at Giants. I don't know what to think. Is that a good or a bad thing? 
Well, I mean, look, you know, if you got the Eagles twice in the month of in the month of November, and I mean, December and January, they may have a different quarterback by that point. You know, you may yeah. be playing different quarterbacks. That's why McVay wasn't concerned about what's happening in Week Nine. And I wrote about this for the Athletic. I mean, if you're driving to the stadium and you know you have Green Bay on the schedule, but you don't get, you're not getting the Aaron Rodgers. You're getting Jordan Love. Are you as worried? Of course not. You know, so when you get to the end of the year, especially with teams like Philadelphia and the Giants, it might be all over with for the Giants by week by week 18. I mean, it could be. So this could really be an advantage for the Washington football team. I mean, they could, they'll end up being able to control their destiny mm-hmm. in the East at the, in, the, in, the, in the later months when you should actually be really a good football team. I think September, when you look at the September schedules, I don't think you can overreact. I think September, because of 17 games, is going to be more of a preseason flair. You're going to play more guys. You're going to get more guys involved because you've got to be able to be ready for that December schedule. How soon do we see fields? Lance or Jones, or do we see Lance or Jones at all this year? I, I think they should play Fields right away. I mean, we already Andy Dalton yeah. to me is like if you're playing Texas Hold'em, you get a pair of twos on the first turn. Like, are you really going to win the hand? <laughs> are you going to win the hand with a couple twos? Right? Like, you're going to have to discard, or you're going to have to hope you get a, a really a, a strong, strong turn. Because where are we going with Andy Dalton? I mean, ask that. Where are we going? And if you're Matt Nagy and you want to hold on to your job, which I think he probably does, you play Justin Fields and you get better as the year goes on, the, the front office will say, well, look, he's got in the system, he's doing really well, and we'll bring him back for another year to keep playing. Hmm. I think Justin Fields should play right away. I don't see how they could play Trey Lance right away. The guy threw 319 passes in a lower level of competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they'll sprinkle him in, but I, I, Jimmy, he's not going to beat Jimmy Garoppolo out. I don't think Mac Jones will beat out Cam Newton right away because I don't think it'll be able to beat them out. I mean, they're still in virtual training. They're not in. They're not on yes. the field working right now. So I think it's going to take some time. But if I were the Bears, I wouldn't mess around with this offense. I mean, we know they're trying to trade Nick Foles, right? So we know they want to get Nick Foles out of the way. But they can't because they guaranteed so much of his money. So I would, I would literally just play Fields and have Andy Dalton as the backup. Yeah, if Fields looks great in training camp and uh, during the preseason games, I totally agree. Would the only reason be uh, you know, if they go Dalton in week one and maybe for like the first month, is it because they gave him $10 million? Would, would that be the only thing? Look, I, I think they had, they had to give him $10 million. You can't fault them for it. They had no idea right. they were going to be able to get Fields. So, I mean, like, it's just a cost of doing business. Mm. Like, seriously, like, let's just move on with Fields. And let's build an offense around this young player because the Dalton offense and the Fields offense probably are not going to be integrated perfectly into it. And look, I, I think this, too, the Bears' offensive line is really bad right now. I mean, Tevin Jenkins, the kid they drafted from Oklahoma State, is going to start at left tackle. The right tackle, no one can guess who it is. It, it wouldn't even, like, Ken Jennings on, on Jeopardy wouldn't be able to guess who their right tackle was. Elijah Wilkerson, are we serious here? So are you going to be able to block anybody? Is Andy Dalton going to be able to stay on his two feet? I don't think so. And the Bears' defense has got a lot of guys over 30 years old. Are they good enough on defense? Last year when they blitzed, they were the 32nd quarter team against the quarterback uh, quarterback rating when they blitzed. I mean, they couldn't get any production out of Robert Quinn. And, and really, Khalil Mack didn't play to the level that he's getting paid for. So, I mean, how good are they as a football team? I mean, look, Vegas set their number at seven. I'm not, I'm not tempted to go over that number at all. Are you guys? I mean, like, they're not a good team. They're, they have a perception yeah. a couple of years ago, but their defense has really gone downhill. I would say I would look at maybe over if Rodgers gets dealt. But, you know, I mean, then the, the right. number yeah. probably changes, obviously. What do you think about this? 
The Browns play a grand total of zero divisional games until week eight, and their bye doesn't come until week 13. I think it was Sam Farmer, LA Times last night, who pointed out on Twitter, he's like, oh my God, they're going to be completely gassed. Yeah. I mean, look, I think you've got to pace your team. I think you've got to look at your schedule and pace it, right? And so, and you've got to be able to, do you think Clowney's going to be able to play in week 11, 12, 13? What are the odds on that? I mean, seriously, everybody makes such a big deal when they sign Clowney. Like, let's, let's, have, a, let's have a survivor pool. What week he goes on IR? <laughs> I love that. You know, he's and they're, count, yeah. and they're counting on him. And they're counting on him to be there. Right. I mean, look. You know, the, the, the good thing that the Browns have, they, get, they play in Baltimore. They get a week mm. off, and then they got to play Baltimore at home yeah. again. Usually yeah. when you play Baltimore, you get beat up, and the next week is always a team that you're worried about playing because Baltimore beats you up, and you got to go play another game, and you really just don't have enough gas in the tank. And I think with the bye week, that helps them. Yeah, I hate what the league does that. I mean, look, what, look how Carolina closes at Buffalo, Tampa, at New Orleans, at Tampa. I mean, what's it? It's, yeah. Oh. You're the best, my friend. I mean, it's thanks, Paulie. Thanks, Mitch. All right, yeah, good talking to, talk to you. I, I, I don't know why. I don't like why the league does that. Well, you're playing the same opponent twice in three weeks. I would agree. Uh, but that's silly. Was it last year? Two years ago, the Jets, Jets, Dolphins played. Then there was a bite, and they played again. Right. I think, that's I, think what it was. I think that was supposed to be last year, and then things was, got moved around. Oh, because that was of COVID. supposed to be okay. You're yeah. right. Okay. Uh, but they did. I'm with I'm with Michael too on Jacksonville. You're going to win seven games. After you won one? Well, it's a week. It's the, a potentially weaker division yeah, this year, though. You also have that stretch where you're playing four or five on the road. You also That's have tough, the obligatory yeah. London game as well. Which, okay, you're used to it, but still, you're taking on Miami. I think they can lo- they'll lose that game. Atlanta has the London game against the Jets. As a result, uh, Atlanta plays only six home games in the first uh, six home games in 17 weeks. Yep. I will say this uh, to piggyback what he said about Justin Fields. To me, it was a no-brainer when Deshaun Watson was a rookie watching the preseason yeah that he had to be the starter in Houston like there's there was you don't even hesitate and they never did and eventually they went to him and you're like oh my god this guy's amazing yeah no kidding we saw him playing preseason right and then who you had as a backup i think there's a chance that fields looks really really good in the preseason yeah. and at that point you know as he said maybe the dalton deal at 10 million dollars they had no idea they were going to get fields cost of doing business if he's not though the starter in week 1 how long does it take the Bears schedule at the Rams on Sunday night. They come back home for the Bengals. They're at the Browns, Lions at Raiders, Green Bay at Tampa. Yeah. I, maybe after the Browns game, if Fields is not the week one starter, because their bye week comes in uh, the middle of November. You're not going to wait that long to put the kid in. I wonder how Belichick will treat Jones, too, how he'll handle that. Well, if Cam Newton comes out and he can't throw the football again right. this year, it's like, okay, here we go. Washington over, a very popular pick. But again, we haven't had a repeat champ in the East since 04. Uh-huh. Uh, and the other one, when you're looking at primetime games and angles, Seattle at home in primetime under Carroll, 22-3 and three straight up. That's, and they're on, list, on that list, too. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Green Bay got six primetime games and a Christmas Day game against the Browns. <laughs> okay. Do you know, they do better you know hope how he doesn't get traded. This could get potentially like really, really good in a couple of weeks. Like we're not that far away from June first, and that's the anticipation yep. date for Rodgers and some others across the league. I think the other one is a Watson, in fact. But these teams' decisions and what they're going to do, ah, okay, like that's coming up pretty soon. Oh, uh, Julio, 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 yeah, yeah, there you go. Yep. 
I can't believe the Ravens. Four in a row at home. And then a stretch later in the year, four of five on the road. Mm-hmm. And that's another one. Yeah, that's what we talked about. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. But then Carolina, Tampa, New Orleans, Tampa. God, it's brutal how they closed the season. They better get off to a hot start. How about how the Rams closed the season? At Arizona, Seattle, at Minnesota, at Baltimore, San Francisco. It's a doozy. It actually, I think it begins in Week 9 when they play Tennessee and then they get Green Bay and San Francisco in a three-game stretch. We got we have Baltimore, Dallas, Green Bay, and Jacksonville all with a stretch where they play four out of five on the road. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to see a bunch of different people come out with like metrics and SOS. Who's got the toughest? Who's got the easiest? Uh, Warren Sharp, his top five easiest schedules in order one through five. Mm-hmm. 49ers, Broncos, Browns, Dolphins, Buccaneers. The five hardest, Bengals, Lions, Texans, Steelers, Raiders. And that's like, the Raiders have the most difficult schedule. Steelers have the second most difficult schedule. Mike, Mike Clay's numbers at ESPN are a little bit different than this. But a bunch of these teams are going to be very close to, you know, one, one guy's not going to have the Raiders 32, another guy's going to have the Raiders 12. You know, they're all going to be very close like that. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss, Holly Howard, along with you here on uh, Thursday. Mike Palm with us coming up in about 45 minutes. Up next, Jonathan Von Tobel, uh, a great write-up in Point Spread Weekly. Some of the worst NBA regular season win total beats over the years. We'll discuss coming up. from the OddTrader.com studio here at Circa Resort and Casino. OddTrader.com. Download the free OddTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need, including in-game tracking tools. You can get their sportsbook uh, sign-up bonuses all at OddTrader.com. So go over this again with uh, OKC in Cleveland with the win total bets this year and how bad of a beat we're talking about because Jonathan Von Tobel wrote about this in Point Spread Weekly. Well, it depends what number you get, but uh, you've got it. He's probably still need another win for Cleveland. They're in Washington tomorrow. We'll see how Washington treats the game, and then they close at Brooklyn. But the scenario was that Cleveland was going to lose 17 of their last 18 to stay under. But uh, before they they beat Boston, and that opened, they opened a double-digit a double digit dog, and then Boston sat people, and they went off a six-point choice in most places. The OKC one's an all-timer. They had 20 wins on March 31st. The win total was 23. They've lost 22 or 23 cents. Guess who they beat? The Celtics. But they close with the Jazz tomorrow and then the Clippers. So they cannot go over their win total. They cannot go over their win total. It's an (laughs) all-timer. It's historic what happened with OKC. So if you get point spread weekly... Uh, you are going to read it this week. If you don't subscribe yet, it's simple. You can go to vcin.com slash subscribe. And everybody involved in the magazine, it's awesome every single week. I mean, it, it keeps getting better and better. Uh, Jonathan Von Tobel wrote about like the top 10 with some honorable mentions in here. 
We'll give you a couple. We're not going to, you know, give away the entire thing. Uh, so you can go read it for yourself. But in 1993-94, the 76ers win total uh, under was 30 and a half. So they actually beat Charlotte on February 7th for their 20th win of the season. They needed 11 wins over the final 36 to go over 30 and a half. Nope. They finished 5 and 31, God. including a stretch in that that was 1 and 24. The 2010-2011 New Jersey Nets under 24 and a half. Uh, as Jonathan writes, over betters had some real hope after a win March 14th against Boston gave New Jersey its 22nd win. Only three wins over the past 17 or last 17 contests separated the Nets from hitting the over on their win total. But newly acquired Darren Williams played only six games the rest of the way, and the team finished two and fifteen to go under by oh, half a game. God. This is fantastic. 2003, 2004 Clippers. Under 30 and a half. Maggetti, Elton Brand on this team. And Quentin Richardson. They combined for 82 points in a win over Phoenix on March 16th to give LA its 27th win. They needed only four in the final 15 games for overbetters to cash. Didn't happen. They closed 1-14. and 14. And they lost those 14 games on average by 13 points. <laughs> 04, 05 Rockets, over 50 and a half. Uh-huh. Uh, and he had a tough time deciding which one was worse between the Rockets and Phoenix, because I think Phoenix the same year was involved in a doozy. But Houston lost its 31st game just seven with uh, seven left to play. Underbetters needed one more loss to get a win, but it never came. The Rockets closed the season on a seven. Uh, they were seven and zero on the stretch down the, to finish okay. to put over by half a game. The reason they rank ahead of Phoenix on his list is because of uh, their seven victories. And one of them, Houston beat Phoenix ninety eight ninety seven. Steve Nash missed a sixteen footer. Stephen Hunter whiffed on a putback dunk on the missed shot, and that's one of the reasons why they actually stayed under. Incredible. Or, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. Why they went over and they closed 7-0. Amazing, some of these totals. Yeah. We had the one yesterday from the 2012-2013 Blazers. The Blazers, right. The, the 0-13 or 1-13. To finish run, the season, they lost every single game oh, down gosh. the stretch. I, I can't believe how many win totals are still in the balance here with two games left, three games left. I mean, he, he updates that all the time. Follow him on Twitter. There's so many. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the Dallas sweat now. And they need the games. But you'll never see anything like this OKC again. Just if you have any type of talent and can help us win, God forbid, get away. You're the plague. Disappear. Right, right. They've lost 20, 22 or 23. If you are good, ah! we are suddenly allergic and, to you. And how about both of the teams we're talking about beat the Celtics? Those are the wins. Yeah. That's the win. That number moves, by right. the way. We got plenty of emails and tweets on that. It was Danny Ainge had all these assets, and he didn't turn it into something. He was set up beautifully. You have to get stars in the NBA. Yep. He didn't do. He, he didn't. He didn't do it. That number moved. They just. They did. They did the unthinkable. They just kept drafting guys. As we talked about it on the air, it went from uh, five to one to miss the playoffs down to plus four fifty. Oh, they're, so, they're in trouble. We will get into tonight's NBA card coming up next. Some massively important games.
Sports bettors, are you ready? Download the Points Bet app today. Sign up using the promo code VSIN2K to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. When you bet with Points Bet, you get faster bets, withdrawals, and rewards right at your fingertips. Download the Points Bet app today to experience this premium sportsbook for yourself. So, are you ready? Terms and conditions apply. Void where prohibited. Must be 21 plus gambling problem. Call 1 800 Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. We talked to uh, professional sports bettor Aaron Renning. He is uh, exceptional on the NBA about 45 minutes ago. And he kept going back to uh, liking the, the Hornets tonight, plus eight points against the Clippers. Yeah. Well, he had great quotes there from Lou and that the Clippers want to know their opponent. That's number one. And you're getting a lot of points tonight. Number two, Charlotte sure. wants, wants the safety net and to get the eight. And. You know, Boston's lost 8 of 10 as well, and that would be a, a good matchup for, for Charlotte. Uh, Washington's magic number is 1, and they can get there tonight, but I don't think the Bulls are going to lose their lay in 9. But Washington would have to lose out, and the Bulls would have to win out. Washington's, Actually, Aaron did hint at that, by the way, because it was, I think you have to take a little bit of, of the Bulls tonight, yeah, even Toronto though the, the number is huge. Yeah, if Atlanta Atlanta plays again tonight, they're laying 12 and a half. If Atlanta wins out, and they will, that's now minus 2,500. We talked about that the other day. It was $4 to win the division. That's the same number now, now for Ball to win Rookie of the Year. Can you believe this? I don't get it. I don't get it. It's, who knows something? I, it was a, all year we were looking at Tibbs 25 to 1. How? Now it's the lowest he's been all year. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Uh, Atlanta is going to get the four if they win out. They're laying 12 and a half tonight. They will do so with an easy schedule. Knicks lane five at home against the Spurs. Big game. Knicks twenty-two and eleven at home. Knicks in the playoffs, but probably looking at the sixth seed now. When you look at the tiebreakers, yeah, yep. and 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 San Antonio's magic number is one. The only team that can catch them now with the Pelicans lost last night is Sacramento, and Sacramento uh, plays Memphis, and they're they're seven-point dogs. So San Antonio is going to be the ten likely. I like what he brought up yeah. earlier today too. When he said projected series price, if we get Lakers Suns sure. two seven, who knows, who knows what? I, that's tough. I mean, do you make it? He said Lakers yeah. basically two dollars possibly. They they match up very well against the Suns. It's and a, with that, it's it's a tough call because you're well. There's no way you good luck beating LeBron in the first round and beating LeBron uh, in a best of seven, right? Well, these these guys are hobbled. Who do you know if they don't get re-injured or something? And Phoenix is no joke. But that 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 um, the doubleheader on TNT. Miami taking on the Sixers. Sixers ready to lock up the one seed. And is Miami going to probably get the five? And then the Phoenix game. Phoenix, magic number two to win the division. Uh-huh. And to get the two seed as well. Portland has won nine of ten. That tiebreaker scenario is just a mess. Portland holds the tiebreaker over Dallas. But then again, if it's Dallas, the Lakers, and Portland, and they all have the same record, then Dallas gets it because they win the division. But anyways, Portland needs uh, one more win to avoid the play-in. They've won 9-10. They're 0-2 against the Suns this year. If they don't get this game tonight and they're 5.5-point dogs, they close with Denver on Sunday at home, and I imagine Denver will, will just go through the motions how they treat that game. 41-29 for Portland, 41-29 for Dallas, 40-30 for the Lakers. I did take a, a small piece of Clippers 6-1 to one to win the division yesterday. Found that available. Again, 8-point favorite tonight. Uh-huh. After this, they finish at Houston at OKC. And we talked about this with the Suns. I know their magic number is down to 2. It's a very losable game tonight. It is. Against Portland. It's a big one. And then it becomes squeaky bum time. Absolutely it does. Because they would have to sweep 
Oh, God, if they lose tonight, they'd have to sweep San Antonio on the road yep. Saturday and Sunday. As a safety net, I took a small slice on the Clippers 6-1. to one. Just because, I mean, we're no. in such a great position with the Suns at 16. Uh, you know, I don't want... Here's the thing. And uh, we were going back and forth on Twitter with hedging the other day. Some people don't like it. That's fine. Everybody's different, right? To me, I cannot imagine a scenario where we had this idea, what is it now, three months ago on the Suns? Extremely live at 16 to 1 to win the division, and it's panned out beautifully here. And if you walk away yep. with nothing yep. to show for it, I'm not okay with that. Yep, I'm with you. Indiana and Charlotte both have 36 losses. Charlotte has the tiebreaker. That's the safety net there, too. They get the eight. And uh, I, I agree with ER to take the points with Charlotte. What was the other one I was going to say? Um, oh, you mentioned this, too. Look at this schedule tomorrow in the association. Oh, it's. What are these point spreads going to be? It's the perfect storm with teams that would need it against teams that are off of playing out the string. The Wizards are at home against the Cavs. The Nuggets are in Detroit. The Sixers are at home against Orlando. The Jazz are taking on OKC. The Raptors are playing the Mavs. Yes. And the, it's, it's a back-to-back, -back and they're sitting people, and the Mavs need the game. The Mavs were just nine at home to the Pelicans. I know they have injuries, but what the Oh, the Clippers are playing the Rockets again. The Pelicans are playing the Warriors. A depleted New Orleans team in Golden State needs it. Yes, they do. Oh, God. I'd like to know the if somebody could research this, it'd be very difficult. But average point spread on any given NBA night going back like the last 25 years, tomorrow night might be the highest average point spread across the board in decades. Yeah. No joke. Like every game you just talked about is going to be, well. What a night. As you mentioned like during six, the break. Six, seven games are going to be. Right. What a Double, night. Yeah. I'm sorry. What a night to do a money line parlay. Tomorrow, and what does it even pay tomorrow night, well, that, though? Well, yeah, they're going to be astronomical. You, you, might, you might have a 16 money line parlay tomorrow night that pays minus $2. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it'll be better than that. I'm kind of joking around right now, but this is just the, the, the luck of the NBA, the bad luck, I guess, putting this together. In theory, Utah, Oklahoma City, three months ago, two months ago, whatever it was, kind of looked like it might be an important game. Until OKC said, nah, we're done. We're not showing up anymore tonight. Does Philly need the game tomorrow night? Uh, well, well, they play, depends what happens today. Yeah, yeah it depends what happens tonight. Okay. They, no, they're fine. They're fine. They have the tiebreaker. I believe they have the tiebreaker over Brooklyn, so they would have to lose out. So they, 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 they're safe. And, and, and it appears the Nets are going to get the two. Unless they stub their toe. Yeah. Milwaukee, the three. Atlanta, the four. Miami, the five. The Knicks, the six. Boston, Charlotte, Indiana, Washington. That looks like that's going to land. And then the West is San Antonio. I think the only thing we know about it in the West, Utah, the one. San Antonio, the ten. Everything else is just going to be up for grabs. Right? Pretty much. Phoenix, 21 losses. Tough schedule. Clippers, 23. Denver, 24. Portland and Dallas, same record. Lakers, a game behind. Golden State, Memphis, both 33 losses. Oh, God. Yeah, that's what I was saying about the Suns. You put together this season, you overcome, you know, that division, right? You're, you're predicted behind, projected behind Golden State, the Clippers, and the Lakers. You get a couple of breaks along the way. You win, like, 50 games. You win the division. You su surprise everybody. Your reward? Oh, yeah, the Lakers right. in the first round of the playoffs. I know. I know. Vicious beat. We will go over uh, the NFL schedule from last night, some takeaways, and uh, point spreads on some of the games that are up. We'll discuss next.
DraftKings Sportsbook. Get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Download the app. Use the promo code VSIN. And get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters, DraftKings. You can bet on it. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, that number is 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Looking forward to speaking with Mike Palm coming up. But uh, quickly, can you think of a bigger, bigger regular season hockey game than tonight? Think about what's on the line for Colorado. Yeah, they're laying three eighty-five at DraftKings, and we pointed out yesterday they were oh. they were three sixty at DraftKings, but only three ten here. You got you got nothing out of the Kings. It, they had three shots on goal in the first period, and Colorado won six nothing. It could have been worse. Now the other one is there's a is not going to. How do you not play Grubauer? Here's what's on the line. I think you have to. If Paul. you if you win tonight, you might say, "Oh, come on!" It doesn't matter. You know these guys have pride. You never know. You get the president's trophy. You're the number one seed. You avoid Minnesota. You host St. Louis. You then would have home ice against the Knights if you meet them in the second round. This game is enormous tonight. And Mike Baum said what 3:30 was stealing last night. He was. He was right. Well, what, what's 3:80 tonight? Sure. How like does this go to 4:50? How high does this go? I mean, what a listless performance. Number one, why would the Kings care? Mm-hmm. And they just got run out 6 nothing, And then you saw what San, San Jose got beat by the identical score, and, and the Knights went 8-0 against them this year. But this is just an enormous game tonight for what could be, and it's not the be-all. I mean, if Colorado loses, it's not over. But just to think what's on the line for the Avalanche if they win this game tonight. The vision. One seed. St. Louis instead of Minnesota mm-hmm. would have home ice against the Knights in the second round. Oh, That's why that game that they played earlier this week out here in Las Vegas was arguably the biggest regular season game of the entire year. Because it's actually, I would argue, it's more meaningful for Vegas than it is for Colorado. And the reason is because Minnesota has had the Golden Knights number going yep. back all the way to their first season. We got several emails last night saying they think Grubauer's got the Vesna now after the shutout. Yeah. Because it's just, Vasilevsky's been a little, you know. A little shaky. Right, right. We also have numbers, too. And I'll, I'll run, these at Mike, uh, run these at Mike Palm, but we'll do more of this tomorrow. And, Again, with this schedule, this garage league. We have Boston and Washington Saturday, and just, you know, Canada's holding us up. Or at least the league's holding us up. Too. Can I ask you something, by the way? They have to get these games in, right? Calgary and Vancouver. Who says? No, no, no I'm saying to, right, right. up to them. They have yeah, to get okay. them in. What, what if a player, and God forbid this happens, right? It's possible. We talk about it in the NFL all the time. What if a guy blows his knee out? If Toronto has an injury Friday? What, yeah, anybody, right? If Toronto, got, it, someone who got hurt last night? Yeah. It doesn't matter which team it is. Yeah. If a guy blows, it, I would actually argue that in the meaningless games, for the teams that have no ch- that are out of it, if a guy would get severely injured in one of these games, you know, playing the, out the string There's, here, and they're out for all of next year. Well, you would think you would think Toronto and Winnipeg would play no one tomorrow. I, but then there's again, no reason to play anybody. Well, but the greatest coach of all time, it happened to him. The Patriots played a meaningless game week 17 against the Texans. Welker tore his ACL. Yeah, got routed by the Ravens next week in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Right. Boston's $1.55 against the Capitals. These are all at DraftKings. Carolina's $2.40 against Nashville. The Penguins are $1.50 against the Islanders. That's a good series, but I like the Penguins. Very good at home. I think Andy McNeil made the Bruins $1.78 with us on Tuesday. Uh Tampa, $1.40 against Florida. Man, that is Without home ice. Right. The Leafs, $2.75 against Montreal. 
at Edmonton a dollar eighty against the reeling Jets. Mm. And then we'll get our other two matchups after the Colorado game. Which I would you know, Colorado, St. Louis, and imagine if Colorado loses this game. Okay. Oh. Well, we just had I a conversation about hedging. I have Colorado on a ticket at plus two fifty to win this division. Do I do anything tonight? Do I put down enough on the Kings to get my original bet back? If they shock the world? I mean, right now I'm looking across I'm look at some this city right now. They're, I'm seeing plus 310 on the Kings at several spots. I wonder who the Kings are going to play in goal, too. It's going to be Peterson again. That was They hung around for like 10 minutes, and it was just bam, bam, bam. Next thing you know, it's 3 nothing. I'd like to look at some props, too. Uh, By the way, there was no McKinnon went, last night. Oh, he didn't play? He did not play last night. They're 385 right now. God knows where this line goes. They're 230 to win in regulation. They're $3 on the first period money line. What are they to score? Oh, but what's the score first and win? Ooh, they're $1.60. No, what is that? No, no, hold on. Is that what that is? That's interesting. To score first and win. Yeah, $1.60. Hmm. I think that's the way to go. Wow, what an enormous game tonight. You know what you could do? You could wait until later on in the day. I know the price is going to go up a little bit. Wait Mike, till most, probably go $4, $4.40. Mike Palm did this last night. You could actually, if you want to get nuts with these parlays, right? You could parlay the Avalanche tonight, if you like them that much, with some of the NBA games tomorrow night. It's actually not the dumbest yeah. idea. As we just yeah. talked about last segment, those NBA matchups tomorrow night are going to be 10, 15, 16, 18 points. It's a perfect storm in a, ba yeah, in a bad way tomorrow night with those matchups. Yeah. I, would I like the Bruins. I think the Carolina price is short. I like the Penguins. I'm going chalky. I would take Florida, though, with the plus price. Yeah, you can find better favorites to bet on than Tampa Bay in $1.40. And I would like, I would, I hope we get Toronto at Edmonton in the second round. I'd like to see, oh, yeah. like to see the uh, the chalk get there. But really hard, the way Montreal is playing it, especially Winnipeg, really hard to make a case for those two teams. But then again, it's it's hockey. Anything can happen, and we sure. see we see one seeds go out all the time. So some uh, observations from the NFL schedule from last night. I don't even think we've talked about this yet so far. Uh, Michael Lombardi said that uh, Chiefs over would be maybe something because who's who's going to beat this team? You know what they have to go eleven and six to go under, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, he was beating them five times. He said. What's their win total? Right. Twelve. Twelve. So they go thirteen and four right. though. Okay. Yeah. Here's how they close. Week twelve by at home to Denver and the Raiders. At the Chargers on Thursday night, they come back home to the Steelers, then finish at Bengals at Broncos. If the Broncos don't get Aaron Rodgers, and the Chiefs get them twice after their bye week, and the Raiders at home, and the Steelers at home, like they can get, if they're already having like a great season at the beginning of their schedule, they could coast to 14 wins down the stretch. I thought they got a mm -hmm. huge break, although I don't, let me say this too, and looking at all these schedules, it, this is so obvious, I wish I could bet on this, because it has to happen. The league must go to two bye weeks for every single team in the league. Absolutely. It's automatic. Yeah, absolutely. I can't believe That's we're a, not there. This is a mistake. It is. It's a big-time mistake. It is. Because, like, who doesn't like the idea, if you're going to go to 17 games, right? I know, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of the 17 games. Whatever, but I'll get used to it. If you're <laughs> going to go to 17 games, go to 19 weeks. You can then push back the season until President's Day weekend. Yeah. And play on that Sunday. It's a win-win for every person involved. You always preach player safety, right? Yeah. 
I mean, it was such a big talking point with the concussions for a decade plus, whatever. Okay, well then, let's make it safer by giving them another bye week. It should be pretty simple. The Bears, again, they alternate home and uh, away games the entire year. They don't have a back-to-back -back home or a back-to-back -back road game the entire season. That's a little strange. The Packers with six primetime games, including Christmas Day. That's but, a mistake. But if they, if they keep Rodgers, Browns, Packers, Christmas Day is awesome. But you're right, if they don't keep him, Lombardi was saying uh, earlier this week, Packers are a five-win team without Rodgers. That is a good doubleheader on Christmas. Yeah. Chris, that's a bad beat now with, the, with your vacation every Christmas on a Saturday this year. Uh, Cleveland, Green Bay, and Indy, uh, the Colts in Arizona. The uh, Andrew Siciliano tweet, 16 of the last 18 years, a team has gone worse to first. You said there's three candidates here. Well, well he, your opinion. It's going to get poo-pooed, sure. But. but 49ers, Falcons, Eagles, Lions, Jags, Jets, Bengals, Broncos. I'm with Lombardi. I don't see how the Jags win seven games. Um. So the obvious one's the 49ers. The other thing I want to look at, too, was it DraftKings? Who put that prop up last year? Uh, first to worst. BetMGM. Oh, that, what a great idea. I love the idea. That was awesome. And that cash with the Niners on a huge ticket. And actually, that happens more often than you think. Didn't the Eagles do it, too? Yeah. Yes, they did. I believe first to worst, it's not exactly the same as worst to first, like 16 of the last uh -huh. 18 years, but I think it's only like one more year where it hasn't happened. It's like 15 and three, first to worst. And you got, I think the 49ers are what, 14 to one? I think one was 14 to one, the other right. was 20 to one. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Cleveland. They don't have a division game till Halloween. But the Washington closes with five straight division games. The Rams open with four out of their first five against playoff teams from last year. The Colts open with four in a row against teams that won double digits last year. Atlanta has six home games through week 17. They're going to London again. Baltimore plays four out of five on the road. They also have four in a row at home. Bye week sandwiched in there, too. They're going to go five weeks. They're not going to leave. They go Colts, Chargers, Bengals, bye week Vikings. <laughs> what kooky. Yeah, this is a good tweet from uh, ML Dogs on Twitter. As a Jets fan, I like the schedule. They play in London, and because the AFC has the extra home game this year, the Jets have right. nine home games, seven away, one neutral. Plus, after ah, Thursday night yeah. game against the Colts on November 4th, six of the Jets' last nine games are at home. The other thing, too, stop putting the same matchups on. I you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Every yeah. year it's it's Washington and the Giants. Every year it's Chicago, Minnesota, or Minnesota Green. It's a, yeah, yeah, give, right. me, give me something else. Right. I'm talking about prime time, though, too, Sure. what I'm doing. Do you prefer divisional games in prime time, or do you want the... Uh, you can mix it up. Yeah. I, was, I, 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 I did find that interesting that there's so many divisional games on Monday Night Football. That surprised me. Mm -hmm. But once again, it's just Sunday night football gets an A-plus, and then you just look at the Thursday night and the Monday night. It's like, oh, gee whiz. I wonder why they do this with Sunday night and beef it up so much. Is it because they've been watching? Like, do they think of it I, like this? Fans have been watching football all day yeah. long. So if we put a dud on Sunday night, they're just going to tap out and not watch. So, But if we put the marquee game on Sunday night, everybody's going to stick around and watch that game? Because the idea is, well, put, a, put any game on Thursday night, and people are going to watch because it's the only game going on. Like there's got to be some strategy behind this. Up next, Mike Palm's going to join the program Thursdays with the Maestro. Uh, we have to get into what they're planning now with Circa Millions and Circa Survivor. We'll ask him coming up next.